1: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX, sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The Flooring Experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener.
3: Hey, Brad Young sitting in this evening for Ryan Recker. You know, Ryan's on vacation uh, right now. and I think he's going to be on vacation a few more days this week. So uh, I'll be sitting in. I know some others will be in and others have been in before. But uh, welcome back to Overnight America. Hey, this is the first time uh, that we've been on uh, o since Thanksgiving. So we're going to be talking about some Thanksgiving stuff tonight. But first of all, uh, in case you don't remember, I'm the legal analyst here at KMOX. Uh, We we will be talking about some legal-related topics this evening, but certainly not exclusively. Got lots of things to discuss. Uh, But if you want to send me an email, I love getting emails from listeners. I I get them often. I always respond every single time. And if you want to send me an email, let me give you the email address from my law firm. My law firm, Harris Dowell Fisher & Young. My email address is byoung.com at harrisdowell.com, that's B-Young at Harris Dowell, H-A-R-R-I-S, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L.com. Always enjoy getting feedback from listeners. So if at any point even this evening or tomorrow you want to shoot me an email about anything that we talked about this evening, I would love to hear from you. Uh, before I get into Thanksgiving-related topics, though, there's a, there's uh, uh, some other news that's uh, very pressing that happened today. Yeah, that's the big thing. You know what happened today. David Prowse, very famous guy for portraying Darth Vader. Now, of course, he wasn't the voice of Darth Vader, but he was the embodiment of Darth Vader. He died yesterday at age 85 after uh, suffering from an illness. And of course... James Earl Jones was uh, famously did the voice of Darth Vader. Uh, but Prowse, he was the physical guy that portrayed Darth Vader. And it's interesting, if you look at some of the tributes to David Prowse that came out today, uh, one of them was from George Lucas, the man himself. Here's what he wrote about David Prowse upon hearing of his passing. David brought a physicality to Darth Vader that was essential for the character. He made Vader leap off the page and onto the big screen with an imposing stature and movement performance to match the intensity and the undercurrent of Vader's presence. David was up for anything and contributed to the success of what would become a memorable, tragic figure. May he rest in peace. Even Mark Hamill, uh, he shared Lots of scenes with David Prowse over Episodes 4, 5, and 6. Or uh, for the non-nerds out there, that would be the first three Star Wars movies. Here's what Mark Hamill had to say. So sad to hear David Prowse's past. He was a kind man and much more than Darth Vader. Actor, husband, father, member of the Order of the British Empire, three-time British weightlifting champion. So David Prowse passed away, and uh, uh, he will always, always be remembered for Darth Vader. Now, it it did remind me, though, reading about James Earl Jones, and there were some things I read even today that James Earl Jones uh, uh, posted, but uh, I've often said if I ever won the lottery, you know, what would you do if you won the lottery? Well, if I ever won the lottery, I'll tell you, one of the things that I would do is that I would hire James Earl Jones to record my voicemail message on my phone, and I don't know what he would charge me for that, but uh, that would that was always my secret fantasy to to uh, spend. I don't know if he'd want to charge me a couple of million, but hey, if you won the lottery, so what? Uh, so anyway, that's on my bucket list. But James Earl Jones, or rather David Prowse, may you rest in peace, my friend, and you gave us some great movies. Hey, we're gonna get into some Thanksgiving topics as the evening goes along, but. You know, listen, hey, when the fill-in guy's here, the restrictions are a little bit looser. So if you've got something else on your mind other than Thanksgiving topics, give us a call, 314-436-7900, and, uh, and we can certainly get into that. But some of the things we're going to talk about as the show unfolds this evening and even into this morning is uh, how was your Thanksgiving? What did you do for Thanksgiving? And what's interesting is... What kind of food did you eat? Uh, Because everybody loves Thanksgiving, obviously, for the food. I'm right there. Of course, you are. We all are. That's what we like about Thanksgiving, one of the many things. But one of the things that we like about Thanksgiving is also just getting together with friends and relatives. But that was a lot harder this year. So we've got a couple of stories that we're going to go through talking about how Thanksgiving this year is unlike any other Thanksgiving in the in the memories of most of us because of the pandemic. So, how was your Thanksgiving different this year because of COVID? What did you have to do, if anything? Maybe you're going to tell me. You know what, Brad? Uh, we just uh, we just did it just like we always did. We had a hundred people in our house. Maybe that's your experience. Maybe your experience is. Normally we've got 25 people, and this year we just had our immediate family. So how was your Thanksgiving different this year than in years past? I would love to hear that, 314-436-7900. You know, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, we're going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving on the International Space Station. We're going to talk about what are you thankful for. And, yeah, I know Thanksgiving was Thursday, but this was the first Overnight America since Thanksgiving, so we're going to carry it on into the weekend a little bit. What are you thankful for this year? In a year unlike any other since at least perhaps 1918, are you struggling to find something to be thankful for? I'm not, and we're going to talk about some of the things that I'm certainly thankful for, but would love to hear from you as well. 314 436 7,900. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America on KMOX.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
1: now back to overnight america on kmox sponsored by michael's flooring the flooring experts michael'sflooringoutlet.com
3: Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in this evening and this morning for Ryan Recker. Glad you're up late with me this evening. Hey, we're phone lines are open, and a couple of things that we're talking about is how was your Thanksgiving? How is it different? Uh, was it? Did you have to do anything differently this year because of COVID? And if so. What was it? Or maybe your idea is that nothing was different this year. You said, heck with the restrictions, we're going to do it the exact same way. Whichever, I would like to hear how your Thanksgiving went this year. So give us a call. Phone lines are open, 314-436-7900. Also, what are you thankful for in a year like this? Uh, and there's, I've seen lots of memes talking about this year and using words that we can't use on the air. Uh, but uh, uh, are you thankful? Are you still thankful for anything in a year like this? Or are you more hopeful for next year? 314-436-7900. Bree's been holding through the break. Hey, Bree, welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Hey, it's great to talk to you.
0: Well, I was calling regarding Thanksgiving, how it was different this year. Yeah. And the first thing is, I learned two new terms that have to be used now as far as pod, yeah. you know, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, the bubble. The as bubble. As far as who lives in your pod and who's in your bubble. Uh huh. So, uh.
3: So, who taught you those terms? Like, uh, relatives? I listen
0: to this station all the time, okay, I listen good. to it every morning. And, uh,. It's unusual for me to be up now, but I thought, yes, I'm calling.
1: Good. It was
0: stressful because I chose to follow the guidelines because mm-hmm. I am 70 years old now, and I do have underlying conditions. And I w- didn't join the family. Uh, but my sister, who is 75, she also has underlying conditions, and she's like me. We only leave the house to get necessities. Sure. So she came over, and then I have a younger son that him and his other half cooked and baked a whole Thanksgiving dinner for us with all the trimmings, full mm. desserts, full turkey, ham, just all the sides and dishes sure. and I thought it was very, very thoughtful of them
3: well did so, you do did you do any kind of a, of zoom calls? I don't know is that something that you're that you've done before
0: no. I thought it felt too awkward because, well, let's just face it, the holidays are crappy this year.
3: Yes, they are.
0: And I thought, what's the point in that? You know, it just felt too awkward. My husband passed away eight months ago, so this is the first, and we were married for fifty-one years. Mm. So that was the first Thanksgiving without him, and the first opening to the holiday season. You know, it's uh, been a rough year.
3: I'm sorry. You've you've had a very rough year, Bree.
0: It's it's been difficult but as far as being thankful yes I have a sign that I keep on my dresser that I bought you know several months ago that says focus on the good. Mm-hmm. So there is good in each day. I'm blessed with all the people who helped at the very end with my husband here at home and I'm grateful that and thankful and hopeful for next year because I never thought I'd live long enough to see the day. I've always been just a over-the-top Christmas person. Thanksgiving, always have to have the ambiance, all of that. Didn't even, you know, I didn't know they were bringing over so much food like that. So uh, no Thanksgiving trim or decorations or plates or any of that, you know.
3: Well, um, it, you know, I, I, one thing I would like to encourage you. I did this. With my I, my sisters are older than I am. My sisters uh, are uh, in their sixties, and uh, and so we did a Zoom call this year. And that, you know they they're not that great with technology, but it worked out well. And uh, yeah, it's not as good as seeing them at Thanksgiving, but uh, but it was a nice alternative. At least we got to yeah. see each other. And so that may be an option for you to look into at a later date.
0: Yes, I haven't seen, you know, I was like uh, wonderful in the grandma department, haven't seen my grandkids for all these mm-hmm. months, so didn't get to see them there. My husband and I always counted on at least our main holidays and birthdays. We always looked forward to just, whether we were duds or not, we looked forward to just seeing our whole family together, you yep. know? Well, you got next year to look and forward to, Bree. Yes, but next year come, hell or high water, you know, Covid or no COVID I can't do it again because I'd still I can't live the rest of my life without seeing my family okay, whether God. I have five months or five years well next
3: year so, will we'll be a whole lot better I can promise you
0: thank you so much for thanks, the encouragement Brie. hey thanks for calling all in right. this evening
3: thanks for staying up sure. late with us
0: all right. all right bye-bye bye now
3: yeah I did that zoom call with my sisters and uh and, and that worked out well. I mean, it it wasn't bad. Uh, and thankfully, Zoom gave uh, everyone unlimited time on Zoom calls. Usually it's like 40 minutes, 45 minutes uh, is what the limit is on Zoom. And uh, and this year they opened it up on Thanksgiving, so that was nice. And that was something that was different, uh, but certainly it uh, uh, it was better than the alternative, which was not seeing folks. So how is your Thanksgiving different this year? I'd like to hear from you, 314 314- Four three six seventy nine hundred. One thing that I always find interesting is uh, what the, what goes on on the on the International Space Station. You know what do they do for Thanksgiving? Because you can't exactly you know send up uh, a, a great big turkey. But you know what they do? They have they have uh, smoked turkey. In fact, I looked it up today. What do they do on the space station to celebrate Thanksgiving? So they had cornbread dressing. They had smoked turkey, and again, it's the international space station. It's not the American space station, even though we funded most of it and we we uh, run it essentially. But there are international partners, and so one of the things that was served on Thanksgiving was curry rice, which uh, I like curry rice, uh, but that was not a traditional Thanksgiving day meal. But here's a question that I had: if I could, if I could email the folks on the space station, do they drink Tang? On the space station for Thanksgiving? I mean, you know, when I was a kid, we saw that, that Tang was always uh, uh, promoted as being the drink of astronauts. I don't know that they ever drank it. It could have been a scam uh, marketing campaign for all I know. But I still think of Tang. So when I heard and I watched a video, in fact, they put out a video of the of the astronauts who were on the space station talking about their Thanksgiving in space. I just kept thinking, hey, guys, are you drinking Tang up there? I don't know if you are or not. Uh, one of the, some of the other things that we're going to look at this evening, as the show unfolds, is there was some legal news that came out on Wednesday. The Supreme Court issued an order uh, blocking the restrictions in New York on churches and religious gatherings, and that happened on Thursday. And because of the Thanksgiving holiday, it didn't get a lot of news, but or a lot of coverage. So I'm going to go through some of that with you because I want you to understand how and why the Supreme Court said that there is a limit to these types of restrictions. In other words, we are in a pandemic that governments, including governors, uh, are afforded more leeway and more power in situations that are considered to be a crisis. But that doesn't mean that there aren't limitations. In other words, the First Amendment doesn't go out the window simply because we are in a pandemic we still have first amendment rights and the question becomes how do we balance our constitutional rights with keeping the public safe and that's a difficult balance to achieve but i think that the supreme court did that in this instance prior to wednesday there have been several instances where cases have gone up to the supreme court and they've ruled in favor of those restrictions. The, the one in Nevada, in particular, from my perspective, was egregious. But others have been okay. And uh, uh, but now the Supreme Court laid down some guidelines and gave a clue and an indication as to why the restrictions in New York went too far. So I want to break that down uh, this evening. One of the other stories we're going to get to in the next half hour is talking about how the pandemic is truly changing Hollywood. It really is. Not just in the way movies are made, but more importantly from Hollywood's perspective, how they make money, how those movies are released, and how they generate revenue. So I'll break that down. But listen, throughout the evening this evening, if you've got some uh, thoughts on Thanksgiving or how your Thanksgiving was different, or in particular what you're thankful for, we'd like to hear it. 314-436-7900. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame.
0: two more. Risks, two more.
1: You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo. The mark of fight. Trick responsibly. Gear imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country. Providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams. All in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app
3: news radio 1120 kmox the voice of the cardinals welcome back to overnight america brad young sitting in this evening for ryan wrecker thanks for staying up late with us uh here on camo x you know one of the things that i like to do i've filled in a lot on thanksgiving over the last few years and uh uh, one of the things that i like to do when i fill in on thanksgiving is to play this clip we're going to get to in just a second uh i don't know if you ever watched this show i i grew up loving this show called wkrp and it was a comedy and it was set in a radio station in cincinnati and what was interesting about it even as a kid it 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 characterized all of the personalities that you could find in a radio station, and uh, and this is a classic Thanksgiving turkey drop clip that I'm going to play for you here. And the reason why this is classic is because the the main character in this audio is is the newsman, and his name is Les Nessman. And what's funny is is that he's in essence replicating that famous audio commentary when the Hindenburg exploded. And so something as tragic and as cataclysmic as the Hindenburg blowing up, they kind of then take the seriousness of covering the Hindenburg and they cover this instance, uh, uh, this uh, occurrence in Cincinnati, obviously fictional, where people are dropping turkeys from a helicopter. Except the reporter doesn't know, and the station apparently doesn't know, the turkeys can't fly. So the WKRP Thanksgiving Day turkey drop.
2: All right, fellow babies, and now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the Pinedale Shopping Mall for the big WKRP turkey giveaway. So take it away, Les Nesman. This is Les Nesman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center, where the excitement is mounting. We are here to witness the Big WKL new turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey
0: event in Thanksgiving Day
2: history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments, there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now, the crowd is...
0: The the crowd is uh, curious, but (laughs) well-behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into
2: the parking area. And... Oh, yes, I can see it now. It's a... It's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh... Happy... Thanksgiving. W, K, R, P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight. The helicopter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a
0: skydiver. plummeting to the earth from only 2,000 feet of the air.
2: no parachutes yet.
0: can't be skydivers? I can't tell just yet what they are, but...
2: Oh, my God, they're talking! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes. Oh, I just went to the windshield of a parked car! Oh, Johnny, this is terrible, they're running around pushing each other. Oh, my goodness! turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. I don't know how much longer the crowd is running for their
3: lives. Oh, it's a classic from WKRP, the turkey drop. Uh, it's not Thanksgiving for me unless we hear the WKRP clip of the famous turkey drop. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. So there was a poll that came out today, speaking of Thanksgiving, and we'll, we'll wrap up some Thanksgiving conversations here in a few minutes, because there's a couple of stories that I did want to touch on dealing with Thanksgiving. Uh, but 61% of Americans changed their Thanksgiving plans because of COVID-19. And, uh, and I would be in that category. You know, normally at my house, uh, we have generally around 20 folks. Sometimes it's as high as 25 uh, that come to my house for Thanksgiving. Uh, this year, I think we had seven, uh, and my immediate family was was that it was it. My immediate family and uh, and one cousin and her son, and that was it. So we we did cut back, but nationwide, according to CNN, sixty one percent changed their Thanksgiving Day plans. Did you change your plans? And if so, we heard from Bree. She called in earlier this evening, talking about how. Her plans changed because of Thanksgiving. If yours did, let us know. Give us a call because I would like to hear about it. But it's interesting that according to this poll, the most common change reported was only seeing immediate members of their household, just like mine. So folks were still having a Thanksgiving Day celebration, holiday celebration. But at least for most people, the number of folks who were gathering was reduced. Nearly 1 in 10 Americans, 9%, said that they weren't going to have Thanksgiving at all. 9%. And, uh, and that's a shame because, again, there's a lot to reflect upon for Thanksgiving. And interesting, Democrats were, and sorry to break it down this way, but Democrats were more likely to report changing their plans than Republicans. 75% of Democrats versus only 49% of Republicans have said that they were going to change their plans. And Democrats were even more likely to say that they plan to stay at home and not even go anywhere uh, beyond their immediate household. Now, among Republicans, and I'm kind of scanning this poll here as we're talking, among Republicans who did change their plans, slightly more said they were going to get together, but again, with a smaller group of folks compared to what they would normally do in a pandemic-free year. Now, the poll also saw some changes in, in personal behaviors. 72% of respondents said that dining at a restaurant was either a large or a moderate risk. That's uh, that's up from 68% according to the results of a different poll a week ago. So fewer re, fewer people actually said they were going to go out to eat. 33% right before Thanksgiving compared to a week before Thanksgiving. And three-quarters of all respondents said Spending more time indoors in public places is risky. So that's kind of the gist of it. One of the things that uh, my my wife and I, we had our anniversary uh, is coming up, but we celebrated this weekend and we went to and we stayed, went to to a hotel, and we went to the restaurant in the hotel, and they were keeping the tables apart and only 25% occupancy, so I didn't really feel at risk in any way. The nearest table to our table was... It was a lot more than six feet. It was probably closer to 25 feet away. So it wasn't really a problem in any way. Uh, but I was talking to the server who was, who was serving us. And uh, I said, hey, look, have you been out of work? And he said, well, he had been working, but all the folks that he's been working with this year, most of them got laid off at this particular hotel and the restaurant that's in the hotel. And, uh, and I understand the need to keep safe. I also understand the need that that people have to provide for their families, and so that's a difficult line to walk. So when we come back from this particular break, I'm going to go through the Supreme Court and what they did this very week, talking about how do we balance this idea between keeping safe and trying to have some degree of normalcy. Now, in this particular instance with the Supreme Court, it's not talking about restaurants. It's talking about religious freedom. Which is guaranteed under the First Amendment, and so the the Supreme Court justices had to grapple with uh, allowing governors and officials to regulate health and safety rules, but at the same time not flushing our constitutional rights, and that's going to be a very difficult thing to balance as we move forward. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker this evening. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: wondered wondered whatever became of me i'm living on the air in cincinnati cincinnati wkrp
1: this is overnight america sponsored by michael's flooring the flooring experts michaelsflooringoutlet.com on kmox we've come to the time in the season When family and friends gather near, to offer a prayer of thanksgiving, for blessings we've known through the year.
3: Brad Young, filling in this evening for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. We're talking about Thanksgiving, talking about some things that we're thankful for, and I'll get to some of those items again as the show unfolds this evening we're also talking about the restrictions that came up before the Supreme Court. And I wanted to, to jump to this because it's very important that you understand what the Supreme Court did and, more importantly, why. And a, a lot of times news gets reported, particularly about the Supreme Court, and you see the headline. Like, for example, the headline was that Supreme Court blocks the New York's COVID-19 restrictions on houses of worship but you don't often see or read or hear about why the court does what they do. And to me, that's what's important, not just as an attorney, but as a citizen, because we have to look at what the Supreme Court wants and then learn how to apply it to other areas of our lives. So that's why I wanted to mention this, because the issue came in New York. And and here's essentially the issue that was faced by the Supreme Court Uh, when they rendered their decision literally right on the cusp of Thanksgiving. New York had instituted a restriction that said it broke places down and zip codes and down into different areas. Like, for example, they had orange zones and red zones and green zones. And those zones essentially were broken down by the rate of infection in a given area. Okay, So imagine, if you will, all of these areas that are color-coded, and obviously the closer to red you get, that's a hot zone, and the further away from red that you get, it's a less hot zone when it comes to COVID. But in a lot of these zones, the limits, the rules under this New York law limited churches to 10 people. So it did not matter how big your building was. It didn't matter how large your church was. If you were in the wrong zone, your entire church would be limited to 10 people. Or if you were in an orange zone, which, as the color implies, it's not quite as bad as a red zone. The infection rate's a bit lower. It's not quite as severe. You were limited to 25. Again, regardless of the size, regardless of whether you require masks or not, you were limited to 25 people in the orange zones. And so, rightfully so... Some of these churches, and again, it wasn't just churches; there were synagogues that were joining into the, into this particular uh, litigation, challenged those rules because we have a First Amendment right to practice religion. We do, and the Supreme Court, in a five to four decision on Wednesday, ruled that those restrictions, as they applied to houses of worship, were unconstitutional, and the court blocked that. and It was a very close decision, five to four. But it's not just the, the decision that was reached, but it's how they reached that decision that I want to talk about. I'm not going to get into quoting cases from 100 years ago, and certainly I'm not going to be uh, uh, going through any Latin terminology because that's meaningless. But I do want you to understand what the court did. Now, this was the third time this year that the Supreme Court has considered these applications for emergency injunctions against pandemic-inspired limits on religious gatherings. Third time. Now, in the other two cases, one was from California, one was from Nevada. The court refused to strike those restrictions. Now, of course, that those restrictions came up, or when those cases came before the court, Justice Ginsburg was still with us. And so this was the first time that one of these cases has come up this year since Justice Ginsburg was replaced by now Justice Amy Coney Barrett. And, of course, that's what made the difference because they view those restrictions differently. What the court said was essentially this, that the First Amendment's free exercise clause uh, does not require religious exemptions from neutral laws, but it said that if these are, are presumptively unconstitutional, when these restrictions violate religious freedom. And and here's exactly, I'm quoting what the court said. These restrictions cannot be viewed as neutral because they single out houses of worship for especially harsh treatment, unquote. Now, let me give you an example. And I'm not quoting because I want to talk to you about what the court said. But the court made some points as I read the decision a couple of days ago. They pointed out this discrepancy. That in the restrictions instituted by New York, uh, you could have supermarkets, convenience stores, hardware stores, pet stores, liquor stores, even acupuncturists, banks. Uh, none of those, laundromats. Okay, none of those businesses had restrictions. So really, this law in New York singled out houses of worship. I'm not talking about just Christian houses of worship. It was whether it was a Muslim or Christian or Jewish or any other houses of worship, they were singled out. And so if you were in a red zone and you were a church of any kind, a house of worship of any kind, you were limited to 10 people, even if you had an enormous church, 10 people. That's it. And if you had a laundromat, no restriction, no 10 people. So laundromats are fine. Liquor stores are fine. Uh, acupuncture facilities, no restrictions. But if you're a house of worship, 10 people. If you're in a red zone, 25 people if you're in an orange zone. So the court said in the majority opinion that this was troubling, that it leads to troubling results. And, uh, and there was a lot of testimony that was, that was given in the court records talking about the disparity and the discrepancy between how houses of worship were being dealt with as opposed to Walmart or Target, okay? So from from a perspective of dealing with a health and safety rule, if you're going to single out a, a religious service for getting special treatment under these laws, the Supreme Court said that requires something called strict scrutiny. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time dealing with what strict scrutiny means, but it essentially it means this. It means if if you are going to regulate something that the Supreme Court says is, or that the Constitution says is a right, if you're going to regulate it, it has to be narrowly tailored to a specific purpose. Let me give you an example. And this is an example that you've heard countless times before. One of our classic free speech, or free speech rather, is one of the classic freedoms that we have under the Constitution. So if you're going to regulate free speech, it has to be narrowly tailored for a specific purpose. You've all heard the example, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. That's right. But you can't go out with a bullhorn at three o'clock in the morning and start waking up the, your friends and neighbors that live on your block either, just to, to exercise your freedom of speech. And if you do that, You're going to jail is what you're doing, okay? But those laws can be narrowly tailored to say, you know what? You can't scream at three in the morning with a bullhorn, but you can still speak at two in the afternoon, and that's a reasonable regulation that's narrowly tailored for a specific purpose. Because free speech is important. But you know what? So is freedom of religion. So is freedom of association. So is freedom of speech. All of those are very specific rights that are the foundation of our country. And so if you're going to regulate those, it has to be narrowly tailored and it has to apply what the Supreme Court says is strict scrutiny. But in New York, they weren't that strict. And in New York, they weren't narrowly tailored. And so the Supreme Court said in a five to four decision that those restrictions must fail. Now, what's troubling to me is why the Other four justices, the liberal justices, didn't see it that way. And, you know, we can agree, folks, we can agree to disagree. But there's nothing more paramount than protecting our rights. And I'm glad the Supreme Court stood up for that. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Don't go away. We'll be right back after the break.